Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Warty. I'm Warty in Southwest Oregon, a traditional food blogger at Ganalfglands.com and knowyourfoodpodcast.com. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast where we're all about ditching those poisonous processed foods, breaking free from the conventional food paradigm, and instead embracing whole foods raised, saved, and prepared with traditional methods. It's fun, it's delicious, and it's healthy. You're on your way to looking good, feeling good, and most importantly, doing good. Hey everyone, welcome to Know Your Food with Wardy. This is episode 119. For links and more, go to the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119. Now I'm going to set up this podcast today by telling you that it's going to be different. And that is because today we have a special format. I've got a special guest and we decided to do a Skype video call. So... If you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or the podcast app and you want to check out the video instead or in addition to, you'll find that video embedded at knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119. So hope to see you there. And that's where you'll find lots of links and more information about my guest, uh, Dave Lindenbaum. Now, I'm going to introduce Dave to you in just a moment, but I've got a couple more housekeeping notes. Our format is different. And because of doing video, I'm in a different location to have a good, strong Skype connection. So, got a window right here beside me, and it's right on the street of downtown Roseburg, Oregon. So, you know, traffic sounds. <laughs> it's a trade-off, right? So we've got a good, strong connection, but you maybe hear some honking in the background. So I apologize. Hope you'll bear with us. Another thing is, if you're a regular listener, I usually do a tip of the week and a listener question. Won't be doing that today because my visit with Dave, you're going to get a lot of tips about kombucha and probably also get a lot of your kombucha questions answered. So we're just going to roll that all up together. So housekeeping out of the way, let's get to welcoming Dave. This is Dave Lindenbaum from GetKombucha.com. Hi, Dave. Hey, Wordy. How's it going? Good. So glad you're here. I want to tell everyone a little bit about you. Starting with um, Dave is, oh, he's just a kombucha guru, and he has the number one kombucha site on the internet, which is fantastic. Congratulations about that. Thank you. My mom is, uh, my mom is extremely proud. <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. <laughs> and Dave and I have had the privilege of meeting in person at a conference earlier in the year. He's a great guy. We connected on a lot of health issues. We swapped stories of, you know, the ways that traditional foods such as kombucha or the other things that we talk about all the time have transformed our health. So Dave's got a great story to share with you today. And um, so we're going to be talking about kombucha, some great things about kombucha, some of the basics and then some advanced applications, especially like the continuous brew system. So I'm planning to pick Dave's brain. And for all of you that are listening, I hope you'll stick with us um, because if you have lingering questions about kombucha or the possibilities or just, just questions, we hope to get them all answered today. So Dave, let's start with you just telling us a little bit about more, a little bit more about you, and then I'll launch into the questions. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, first off, thanks for that awesome intro. Um, so, you know, uh, it's hard to believe that I've been doing this for almost a decade now because when I, when I, when I first started, you know, right out of college, I was in a, uh, banking, which is, you know, uh, stereotypically very opposite to a kombucha brew guy. Um, but yeah, I started my, my career on, on Wall Street and um, 
oddly enough, uh, my first day, or, um, or unfortunately enough, my first day was 9-11, uh, and I was at the World Trade Center. So that kind of kicked off changing, yeah, and, and I don't want to, whenever, whenever somebody retells their story, you know, later, they, sometimes we, we embellish it because it, tell, it tells for a better story or um, it um, tells for um, a better uh, experience. But for myself, it wasn't like an instant thing, but it did start the, the wheels moving is there more to uh, life, uh, you know, and, and, and that actually started me thinking, is there more to health? Um, cause I was on the traditional, um, I look, I always was in somewhat aesthetically physical shape. Um, you know, I was born with pretty decent genes. So I was like the, the guy going to the gym and doing the, uh, you know, the, the protein shakes at, at some big chain companies. And, uh, uh, I looked pretty good, but I did not always feel really good. And I, you know, reverted to lots of, um, uh, traditional, well, it's funny cause we, yeah, we always right. talk about the conventional. word tra- traditional, right? <laughs> what, what's that? I said conventional the, is more the word. Yeah. We're talking about we, this we, um, standard American conventional. Diet. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And what, and it's, it's so crazy because like, if you talk to most people, unless obviously your listeners, uh, they're in the know. Uh, but yeah, when we use the word traditional, we really need to be mindful of that. Uh, so I use a conventional way of dealing with some, some certain, uh, you know, uh, problems. And, and the biggest one for me was acid reflux. So mm-hmm. I was on acid reflux medication for forever. I mean, I mean, I mean forever. I mean, as long as I could remember middle school, high school, um, certainly in college and then certainly after college. And it really wasn't until, um, you know, getting introduced to kombucha, uh, like things change and that is when things change instantly. So the whole idea about opening up to, um, other ways of healing yourself and, 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 and finding happiness and, and, uh, really bigger life issues that started, you know, when, you know, on, um, nine 11, but, but they, but it was a slow progression. The kombucha though, man, that was a really, that, Believe it or not, that was my life-changing experience, uh, and I, even beyond the World Trade Center. Yeah, I, I want you to share that story, so we're going to get to that in just a bit. First, can you um, fill in the blanks here? I am sure that most people listening know what kombucha is, but I want to make sure that everybody knows what kombucha is. So give us a quick definition of kombucha, and then I'm going to ask you more about your story. Okay, cool. Um, so, you know, and I'm a little bit of a kombucha dork, so, you know, we have over... 150, I think, yeah. videos on kombucha. But if, you, if you're at a dinner conversation and your friend's like, what's kombucha? And you're like, well, let me tell you. It's simply fermented tea, but let's break those two words down. So fermented, uh, it's, if, you want to go, if you want to dig a little deeper, it's an uh, anaerobic and an aerobic fermentation process. Um, so if we talk about beer, beer tends, is, is an anaerobic uh, fermentation where it does not need oxygen. Oh, by the way, so in case your listeners are listening or... Uh, viewers are watching. Um, uh, anaerobic is without oxygen and aerobic is with oxygen. And it's easy to remember because aerobic, even though it's not spelled like air, A-I-R, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's like breathing in air. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's how I remember stuff because I'm not, I mean, the only reason why I know so much about kombucha is I've been doing this for over nine years. I'm not a good learner um, in general. I mean, you know, um, so I was, I've been living this, uh, but that's a little trick. So kombucha is both a, uh, an aerobic and an anaerobic fermentation, sticking with the fermentation word of fermented tea. Um, and it's fermented using something that 
uh, is called a SCOBY. And SCOBY is an acronym. There's also other names, uh, a culture, um, a mother, um, a Manchurian mushroom. <laughs> the list goes on and on. The universal accepted name, uh, if we have to pick one, would uh, probably be a SCOBY, which is an acronym, as I said, and it stands for, um, and I was, I was having fun. If anyone could come up with a cooler acronym than this, uh, <laughs> it, it, could, it, it could mean nonsense, but, but, but make it fun. Awesome. I encourage you to do that. I'm not sure if you have a comment section, but that would be a fun little thing. Um, but uh, it stands for uh, a symbiotic colony of yeast and bacteria. So it's a com so the big thing to remember, it's, it's a combination of yeast, uh, healthy yeast, and um, yeast is a, is a great uh, traditional uh, food, uh, natural source of, of vitamin B. Um, I'm sure we'll get into smaller amounts than the Red Bull energy drink. Hope I don't shout out to Red Bull. I love you, uh, but Not. you know, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if sometimes people get, get confused because um, it, it might only have, let's say, uh, if you look at a label of kombucha, it might say you know 10% of the U.S. recommended um, um, amount of your daily vitamin B6, but that 10%. Um, it gets actually used uh, because it's a natural, uh, it's coming from yeast versus if you look on the back of, let's say, a Red Bull or a sports energy drink, um, a conventional sports energy drink, you might see like 2,500%. But how much of that is actually getting utilized right. from the body? So, um, so that's the yeast part. And then the bacteria part is um, healthy uh, bacteria. And there's different forms of bacteria um, in, 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 um, in general, um, there, there's, uh, you know, two or three, um, and I'm going to butcher the names. So I, you know, it's Staphylococcus uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> bacteria, but, but, but know that they're, they're probiotics. That's the main thing to keep right. in mind. Um, a lot of people, when they think of bacteria, they think, well, that's bad for me. I shouldn't have that. I'm sure your listeners already know how beneficial yeah. um, a healthy gut uh, uh, flora and um, um, probiotics is for, for the body. Um, and then the other parts of that, uh, let's deal with the tea side. So we talked about okay. the fermented tea. So the fermented comes down to, quick recap, uh, anaerobic, anaerobic mm -hmm. fermentation. Um, it's a, uh, it's a, made with a SCOBY um, and uh, having healthy yeast and healthy bacteria. Great. On the tea side, um, when we talk about tea, uh, the official name is called Camellia sinensis, and Camellia sinensis is the, the the plant that all tea comes from, uh, just like all you know wine um, in general. This is very important because you could have peach wine, right? You could have um, um, rhubarb wine and things like that, but traditionally, uh, wine is from grapes. But just like you could have red wine and white wine. Um, you could have all different types from the, the way it's processed, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you could have white tea, green tea, black tea. A lot of that has, has to do with um, oxidation. Uh, when you bite into an apple uh, and then the phone rings, the, the apple's nice and white when you bite into it. But if you talk to your friend for a little bit, you look back at that apple, it turns brown. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that's oxidation. And, and the interesting thing about the, the tea part of the fermented tea is it plays just as an important role as the, ferment, as the, the fermented part of that equation, right? So what's kombucha? Fermented tea. Because the quality of the tea, whether it's a whole leaf tea or 
the, the powdered um, nonsense that um, some huge companies uh, sell, um, or or um, or the or whether it's organic or not, um, and certainly the type of tea. So um, there there's not a huge scientific amount of information on kombucha, though there are if you if you search because believe me I've, I've searched and you can find it. However, tea there is a lot of of research on, and the research shows that that tea in general. For the for the most part, is good is good for you. Every everybody's a little different, but the thing is that there's a full spectrum. So green teas have certain things in it mm-hmm. that are, are that that are great for you, um, and more of it, like the antioxidants, tend to be higher in green tea. Mm-hmm. And black tea um, has also benefits um, the flavonoids, uh, things that uh, help um, uh, with with your with your uh, heart and uh, your arteries tend to have be more prevalent in a black team. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll uh, I'm sure later on we'll talk about, uh, you know, how we developed right. our own tea blend. But but those are the, the two things. And you can make um, kombucha using something else besides Camellia sinensis tea. Um, and uh, actually, yeah, here's a little tip because this is, uh, I'm sure, this is one of the biggest questions I get. Cool. Um, can you make a, 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 a decaffeinated kombucha tea? And so the answer is yes, but why have a decaffeinated kombucha tea when you could have a caffeine-free kombucha tea? Because most people that want a decaffeinated tea, they, my, my guess would be, when I ask them, they want to avoid caffeine. And you could... You, so there are certain plants out there that you can use in hmm. substitute of a Camellia sinensis plant mm-hmm. that has zero caffeine in it. And one of those plants is, uh, is rooibos, a South African redbush oh. plant that still has the nitrogen levels uh, of that, that this SCOBY culture uh, needs and thrives on, um, but uh, d- doesn't have any caffeine to begin with. Because when you start decaffeinating Camellia sinensis tea, you start processing it. And this is a crazy full circle conversation. And I promise you, I did not have the script. And you know me, I'm like, just, things just coming out. But, but this is the thing, right? When you overprocess yeah. something, um, in general, uh, you, you begin to lose some things or you, by adding this, you know, solvents and things like that. So, so if you you're wish saying that, instead of going with a decaf camellia sinensis, choose a plant like rooibos that is naturally caffeine free. And then you get the full benefit of that plant as well as the fermentation of kombucha. That's right. Awesome. Absolutely, yes. I'm um, going to try that. The, I love Rojas. Yeah, sure. I'll send you some. We have, we have our own um, 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 herbal uh, blend, which is heavily uh, um, rooibos as well as honeybush, hmm. which is kind of like the, the little sister to, uh, to rooibos. Hmm. They're, they're both very similar um, plants, and they both – just a f- phenomenal. It's really good during um, during summertime, hmm. actually. Uh, Roy- well, thank uh, kombucha. Thank You're you. welcome. So, Dave, we need to talk about your kombucha story because it's amazing and it's fun. So, tell us how you were introduced to kombucha and what it did for you. Sweet. Um, and I just want to, before I do, I just want to say yeah. the, the other equation is a sugar source. Uh, oh. So it's a fermented sweet, sweet tea, tea, I should have said. All I right. apologize. I figured, you know, me and you and your audience are sweet enough that <laughs> I don't need to mention it. But the <laughs> but, organisms need the sugar because they need to yes. eat something. So that's a good yes. point. Yes. And, and I'd be remiss to, um, I really want to get into my story because I think it will help people show yeah. that in a moment you, you could change your life. I mean, this is more than kombucha. I hope um, through my story people will understand that. But I also want to make sure that people are making kombucha the right way um, yeah. it, very briefly. So you do need a sugar source. Keep in mind that just as that 
Camellia tea produces nitrogen that that uh, fermentation SCOBY feeds off of. It also, the sugar also gets converted or fed from that uh, culture. So if you start a lot of, another question is, you know, how can I reduce the amount of sugar? I'm worried I'm adding like a cup of sugar per gallon of kombucha to make it. Just keep in mind that that cup of sugar is really for your SCOBY, right. not for you. And it really gets uh, used up and, 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 and converted into really healthy organic acids, you know, acetic acid, glucuronic acid, uh, things, uh, glucuronic acid is great for, for, um, the liver cleansing mm-hmm. the liver. And we'll get into that in a little, little, little later, but, uh, so yeah, so a uh, fermented sweet tea, we'll go awesome. combine all three of them. Awesome. So that's a great education about what kombucha is. Thanks, Dave. So now tell us what it did for you. Okay. So, um, as I mentioned before, uh, you know, um, the, 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 the Two biggest benefits of, of kombucha reported from real kombucha drinkers, because we, one of the nice benefits of having a, 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 a top a kombucha website is we have thousands of customers and, mm. and, thou, and, thou, and even tens of thousands of subscribers to our community. So, you know, we are in a nice position to survey people. And, and, the, uh, and the, 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 the top uh, reported benefits are, you know, weight loss and uh, digestion and you know, other things will go into that if you want it. We could go more specific. But for myself, it was more of the digestion side. Okay. So I could only speak about my own personal experiences, but keep in mind if you're listening and if, uh, if, if weight uh, control uh, or weight loss um, or weight release, whatever you want to call it, um, it is, it is um, a, a challenge or an issue or a roadblock or something, uh, feel good knowing that um, it, it, there's thousands and thousands of people that, that saw benefits through, through kombucha. Um, my issue was always acid reflux. Um, so, uh, anyway, um, I moved out to Los Angeles I'll, and I'll try to tell it, uh, give the condensed version cause I could, you know, I talk about this forever, but, uh, um, and you see, I'm getting happy cause it's just an amazing, amazing yeah. story. So I moved out to Los Angeles because, um, I finished up the, the, the banking thing. I, even after 9-11, I stayed with it for about a year and a half to finish the program, mainly to, for, for my parents' own um, sanity. Um, so at least I could say it was on the resume. And if I ever, you know, if their crazy son ever decided that he needed to go back to that, you know, he completed he the program. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Gotta love, uh, gotta love the folks. Um, and then I moved out to Los Angeles. And the mission was to help people and help them through making them feel really good. Originally, naturally, that was um, in. It's, it's laughing because it, it, it's so funny uh, that that this is what led me to here. But I started a company um, um, doing exercise entertainment for seniors. So I would go to assisted living communities, and I would do exercises. But each exercise was like a funny joke. So like, um, you know, look to the left, look to the right. Okay, no one's looking. Take the dinner rolls and put it in your pocket, book, <laughs> you know, to save it at home. And and you know, like so. We, so okay, so I was doing that, and that was awesome. Um, and while I was in one of these particular communities, I met a gentleman who was uh, volunteering every once in a while there, and we just hit it off. And we had an amazing connection. And little did I know, he owned a tea company and was just starting off. And it, now it's it's amazing because it's uh, you know this guy is like has been my mentor um, both in business but also learning about tea. So I'm before I started kombucha, I already had um, some years of of personal experience with a 
you know, a tea guru. If you call me a kombucha guru, then this guy is the tea guru. His background was in Ayurveda. If your listeners uh, are familiar with that, Ayurveda is um, you know the, uh, an ancient Indian wellness system, five thousand years old. Yoga comes from Ayurveda, but it's just one. You know, it's just kind of like the exercise, um, breathing work of Ayurveda. Ayurveda has a whole other realm of the foods we eat and, um, and also heavily into teas and herbs. And um, this was this gentleman's background. And I learned hands-on from him how to hand-blend teas, um, which, which, which is, is incredible because there really is uh, an art and a science to it. And uh, at the time, though, he's like, I need to work with you. And I'm like, I need to work with you. And we just started, started working together. And I was his first hire. And um, now he has like 45 people or something working, for, working with him. And it's, it's amazing. So, uh, but uh, one day, you could imagine uh, two people just getting started in, in, this, in this business. He, and we had crazy days. Like, literally, it was insane. And I'd like to tell you, uh, you know, I, I always say, you know, be present with your food. I hate the, uh, the, the, the Facebook. The Facebooking and the phone while you're eating. Um, be mindful, say a prayer, or just breathe in the food and say, yes, I'm about to eat. This is going to be awesome. High five a friend and, and chow down. But I still have, have challenges with that. And sp- uh, specifically in this time, we just were just working like crazy. So I, we, ate at, we ate this meal. It was at a vegetarian restaurant, to be, to, to, to be fair. But to be fair, we got like the fried vegetarian spring rolls, okay? So it wasn't... All in all, it wasn't the healthiest meal. And I'm, I'm going into detail about this because um, we woofed down this food. And while we were at this, this vegan restaurant, um, we saw kombucha. And I didn't know what it was. The, the, the guy, my mentor was like, oh, it's kombucha. It's fermented tea. We were doing lots of teas, but we were not doing kombucha because kombucha is really a process. Back to the, back to the wine analogy. Imagine owning a, 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 a vineyard of grapes but you never, you know, you never produced the wine itself. So we were, we were doing the, the tea blends, and, but, but never the fer- fermentation part mm-hmm. of that fermented uh, sweet tea. So um, I tried it. I drank it. I almost spit it out all over the place. So FYI, guys, if, uh, if you already are into kombucha and you want to share the, share the love and, and spread your knowledge and experience, I wouldn't even say this is kombucha tea. I would leave off the tea. Because, <laughs> because when you say tea, and no one's ever had... Because you thought you were going to have tea. Yeah, I thought I was going to have... And that's why you like, spit it out. Because it yeah, didn't taste like tea. I was expecting Snapple or okay, something, gotcha. you know. Which um, is not made so from the best So that's good advice. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Let's not go around telling people it's kombucha tea. Let's just tell them it's kombucha. Yeah, we know. If the people, if people listening, if they've had it, we know, guys. But, but, the, uh, but for someone else or... If you've never experienced kombucha before and you want to try it, just know that it tastes more reminiscent to, I call it like a sparkling apple cider, mm-hmm. more than a tea because it's fermented. So right. when you have fermented foods, you get that astringency, you get that tang, yeah. that vinegary, yet dry, almost of a, a champagne-like uh, mm-hmm. quality. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dude, this is like, this is wrong. He said, no, it's supposed to taste like that. It's fermented. He gave me a little bit of a background and uh, I thought nothing of it. Anyway, I, I drank it. It was, it was great. I felt like drunk. I felt there was like, you know, tons of alcohol. Another little tidbit, guys. So I'm trying to give little tidbits in my story. So um, yeah, that feeling that some people get, that, that drunk feeling, that is not from the alcohol. Because the amount of kombucha, even when, you know, there was this whole, a few years ago, there was a labeling issue about, oh, kombucha is alcohol. That was really for uh, 
the man, so to speak, to get a little more money from, a, uh, from an alcohol uh, tax. So when you, when you label something alcoholic, there's, there's more taxes involved. Um, traditionally, kombucha is under uh, 0.05%, but if you double that, um, you know, you'd get, um, uh, um, uh, I'm uh, sorry, under 0.5%. Um, so if you double that, you get 1%, and a beer is usually like 3.3%. And a beer is, so in other words, you'd have to drink um, a gallon of kombucha to equal two beers. Uh, and I know some people that, that might get a little tipsy off of two beers, but hopefully you're not drinking a gallon of, of kombucha. Um, and so you said you felt a little drunk, though, but it wasn't yeah. the alcohol, right? Yeah, so it, 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 it wasn't the alcohol. There's it's very little alcohol, but even if you have that feeling, it's... So, so people don't know exactly what it is. What mm. I think it is 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 uh, a few things. I think it's the glucuronic acid um, helping out your liver. So if your liver is in constant, you know, um, I uh, I did yoga. I was really into yoga a, a few years ago, and I remember um, in the beginning of the yoga class, you lay on your back, and, and the teacher's like, "Relax, relax." And I was, I'm like, "Cool, I'm relaxed, right?" But then after an hour and a half of doing these crazy camel twist poses and cobra and, and every farm animal you could imagine, at the end of the class, the teacher didn't even have to say relax. My body was like melted. Mm. In other words, sometimes we don't even realize that we have a tense muscle, just like sometimes we don't even realize that our, our, what good feels like, what mm -hmm. good can feel like. Um, and... If I experienced this the first time I ever had um, um, a green drink with or, or a, a wheatgrass shot, first time I ever had some matcha, a high-grade matcha, first time I had bone broth, I felt really good. So there's certain I, – I believe that there's certain foods, probably um, there's some commonalities, some tr uh, traditional foods that – if, if, okay, so we could do the esoteric, like, you know, there's some source that, 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 that we're returning to something. Or you could just say that the traditional American diet does not have fermented foods in our culture. If you go to Germany, there is real sauerkraut. If you go to, um, you know, uh, Japan, you have real fermented pickled ginger. Um, if you, uh, kimchi in Korea. America... Um, doesn't through, have anything like that. We just that. don't have it. So it's, 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 we're, we're giving something that our body has been craving, but we're yeah. so desensitized that we didn't even know that we wanted it in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, what I would, uh, that's what I would compare it to. Um, and it's also a reason why sometimes if you drink it, you don't feel that way because it, 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 it could be or should be one signal that you're doing something right, but it doesn't have to be the signal or the only signal. So for those that are listening and you don't get that kombucha buzz, I like to call it, it's, it's cool. You know, it, 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 you know, there's still other ways that, that it's working. One way, back to the story, look at that, look at that. Uh, what segue, a transition. Is, is having the best poop of your life. Uh, so, so after this meal, I was like, what, oh, what's about to happen? And I, and I had an amazing, um, uh, movement. Bowel movement, yeah. yeah. That's so, okay. We've got, we talk about gut healing and all kinds of gut friendly things here. So awesome. We all yeah. know about that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, people, obviously, it, it's nice to be talking with um, people kind of uh, that, 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 that get it, right? So I was, I was uh, in, in Poop City, right? It was awesome. <laughs> like city population too, I guess you could say, right? Uh, I don't know why I said that, but so it was incredible. And that was the thing, I, I, the second thing I noticed. The first one, I felt really good. Second one was um, I pooped. It was incredible. And the third one, I didn't notice until at the end of the day. And that was 
we were so busy um, with work, I didn't take my acid reflux medicine. Now, that happened often. Uh, what I mean often, maybe once, or, once a week, twice a week. I'd be so busy, I didn't, I didn't have it in my pocket, so you know, I'd take it when I got home. But here's the thing. Whenever I missed taking my prescription acid reflux medicine, I knew it. I had acid reflux. Yeah. Uh, and I hope, uh, listen, if the poop talk is okay, so I'm going to get a little graphic because I know this could help somebody. And I know people, if it's not them, they know somebody like this. I, my acid reflux got so bad, Wardy, that I just started accepting it for what it was. Like, okay, my food is going to come up on me. It's just what it is. And I would swallow it back down. Like, it's disgusting, but I would literally for lack of, of a better word, or just to paint a, real, a, a horrible picture, I'd throw up in my mouth and I'd swallow it. And this was going on, you know, from, um, you know, middle of high school. I mean, I was on the acid reflux in, in middle school, but it got progressively worse. Listen, for sure, lifestyle, major thing. You know, I was, I was partying a lot in college. I wasn't sleeping well. I was stressed with, 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 uh, with you know, studying and, and I was working as well, part-time. Um, but even when I tried to do, when I went to the... Um, he, uh, the ENT doctor, he gave me this foam thing that uh, sat up on an angle and uh, he told me not to eat uh, onions or drink alcohol, all this stuff and, and herbal pills that, that, that also did not work. It, it, it maybe helped maybe 10%, but nothing like an overnight or, or through a lunch uh, on one kombucha. It was insane. And so I wanted to paint the picture that, yeah, it was a vegan restaurant, so maybe that's it. Um, but or I was with the tea company and, you know, we're supposed to be very zen-like. But no, we rushed through this with this meal. I had fried foods. Um, uh, I, we, were, we scarfed it down. And I didn't have anything come up. And it's hard. If someone did not, doesn't experience that, all I could say is maybe they've experienced something like that where something got so bad in their life that they just accepted it. And... Um, you know, you and I have spoken before about this, that there's accepting it as seeing something for what it is and then deciding to change it. Like if you have weeds in your garden, don't say there's no weeds and let, let, let the weeds take over your beautiful rose garden. But accepting and saying there's weeds in the garden and then pulling the weeds out, doing something about it. But then there's also something called accepting it coming from a place of almost despair and um, learned helplessness, I guess you could say, if you want to get really big, that 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 you accept, not that there's weeds, but you accept that there's nothing you could do about it. And that's where I was until that day. And, and that's why, like, you know, I love kombucha. I love it. And I love helping people. Even more is that feeling of empowerment that in a moment, you can change your life. So for me, it was, it was kombucha. And it inspired me. I, I didn't know I wanted to start a kombucha company. I was out here helping little old beautiful women <laughs> reach up to the ceiling and say, why couldn't my son be a doctor and arms come down? Like, that's what I was doing, <laughs> you know? Like, that's what I was doing. And this, all of a sudden, I was like, wow, I believe this, and that's crazy. Um, just to keep going on how I started to get kombucha was my mind was like an if-then statement. So I said, hmm, if if um, I, I believe, if I used to believe that I, can, that I was helpless uh, um, with this stuff, with, with acid reflux, and now that belief is shattered, then I wonder what other beliefs I might have that also can be shattered. And one belief was, you know, starting a, 
a, a tea company on my own and helping other people specifically, you know, for kombucha, helping them out. And that's where, where it got crazy. So the other part of that story, and everyone talks about this, making kombucha is also, from a financial point of view, yeah. really, really beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I briefed, you know, I, I, I passed over that quickly, but what happened was I started buying a bottle of kombucha every day at Whole Foods. And, and I have a love-hate relationship with Whole Foods because um, they do have some great stuff there. But, you know, I'm a farmer's market boy uh, at heart. It's, 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 it's convenient, you know, in Culver City, we're two blocks away. For many parts of, uh, of, 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 uh, of, of the world, they, they might not have that, that um, privilege or that luxury. Um, so anyway, I was going to Whole Foods at the time. And also, you know, kombucha at the time was like $5 a bottle. Yeah. It dropped a little bit to maybe three fifty. But when you also take into account, you know, the tax, driving to the store, parking the car, going to the store, waiting online, coming out, driving home, gas, and then the biggest commodity, in my opinion, your time. So, you know, when everybody says, like, well, I can't make kombucha, it takes too much time, you're going to have a lot more time making it than you would buying it. Yeah. Um, but, the, but what happened was buying a bottle of kombucha, $5 a bottle, five times 30 was 150 bucks. And because I was in a traditional um, health uh, plan, my prescription drugs were actually costing me less than my bottles of kombucha. A week into drinking a bottle of kombucha, I threw out all my prescription drugs. I, and that, that's insane. Mm -hmm. I just threw them out. Um, you know, I awesome. yeah, it was amazing. I, you know, in the back of my mind, to be fair, again, I don't want to em embellish the story. I, I'm already an, uh, uh, um, emotional, outgoing guy, passionate <laughs> guy, but, uh, but I probably in the back of my mind, I said, well, if I ever need to get them back again, I'll, I'll go back, you know, my, it's, it was a monthly prescription, but that was a big step for me. Since that day, I have not taken a single acid reflux prescription drug. That was nine, nine plus years, years ago. ago. Hmm. It, yeah. In, I mean, insane. The other, the hurdle though was, wow, I'm now paying a hundred, I'm now paying more money. So yeah, I'm solving my, my acid reflux problem, but you know, it's costing me more to do it. And at the time, you know, my income was, uh, you know, $150 is $150 to anyone, but, but it was, it was, it was, it was a lot for me. And I'm the type of guy that loves that DIY thing. I, that feeling of accomplishment. Like when I put a IKEA furniture bed together, I feel like like growing a beard and like high fiving somebody. Like it's 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 these little feelings of of, right. of um, you know accomplishment. And I just wanted to try it out. So I went you know at the time, the internet nine years ago. Now everybody uh, uh, you know has information on kombucha, or at least people in our realm they they hopefully mm -hmm. know about it. Um, but back then. The information was very scarce and there was a little dogma to it. So, um, and I know this now because, you know, um, I like to say not only am I the, the number one kombucha website, we're also the number one copied kombucha website. Uh, and, and that's cool, you know, like uh, it's, 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 people give us shout outs all the time. So that, that's really awesome. Um, and it's definitely a, a form of flattery. Uh, but, um, you know, at the time I, I started paying money to, to, to get these books shipped from Germany to learn more about it. Germany, there's, there was a lot of uh, um, uh, research on it uh, and science. It gave it to their uh, Olympic athletes um, in Russia as well. Um, learning the history about kombucha. I just, I literally fell in love with learning about how to make kombucha. And then finally got over the hurdle of making it. And, and this is why I, I, I get excited when I ship a, a, a kit to somebody. It's, it makes me feel good because it's like, I always compare it like, it's like, your neighbor 
has never heard of the Beatles and you get to be the one to give them the white album yeah. <laughs> or the rubber soul or whatever, you know, I'm a huge Beatles fan or Revolver. <laughs> Revolver See, and thing. I didn't know what any of those three things were. Uh, but no, you're I so know about the Beatles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still awesome. got the analogy. Okay. <laughs> but like for me, it's like somebody who doesn't know who doesn't have a sourdough starter and I get to bring them a half a cup of my starter and tell them how to feed it and give them my recipe for sourdough bread and like see them just take off with yeah. sourdough, which is like either they hadn't heard about it or they heard about it and thought, okay, that's not for me. That's too hard. That's whatever. And it's like, I mean, just sharing that. There's just a lot of joy in that introducing something you love to somebody Absolutely. you love. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and it's like, you knew you have a secret and you get to share it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, it, it's really cool. So it's, it's been a, it's been a heck of a journey and, um, it's still, it's still going on. So cool. Yeah. So you are known, well, your site is known for two things and yes, it's kombucha and yes, you know, make it at home. I want to take it a little bit further than that. Um, because one of the things you're known for is you have live scobies. And the other thing you're known for is continuous brew. So first of all, talk to us about, you know, if somebody doesn't have a SCOBY, which is that mother culture to start making kombucha, talk to us about why having, having access to a live SCOBY is so great. Sure. So, um, so uh, you know, the, back to your reference about a starter, uh, a sourdough starter, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like it's, it, you almost cringe, right? When you see a bread that's called sourdough bread and you know it didn't come from a, a real authentic, yeah. fresh sourdough starter, a traditional sourdough starter. So um, there's a few reasons why you would want to have a, a living uh, kombucha culture versus, by the way, just people know, um, there's two other ways you could possibly make kombucha. And uh, so one of them is to just use a bottle of kombucha from the store and pour it uh, in and just let it wait. And over time, you're gonna see this SCOBY mm -hmm. grow. So, um, and the other um, way is uh, people, um, you know, some, some, some uh, companies out there, um, you know, they sell like a, a dehydrated uh, culture that, that is, um, I'm not knocking um, any specific company, I'm just knocking the actual product. <laughs> so nothing against any individuals or any company, but, but it's, it's a dehydrated culture. It's um, as thin as a, as a sheet of paper um, and no living starter tea. Living starter tea, you guys, is just a fancy name for kombucha tea. So um, both of those alternatives, the, the problems are really the same, right? The first problem is there's a high chance that what you're going to make is not going, is not, um, is, is, is not going to work. It's just not going to ferment properly. Um, the reasons, lots of reasons behind this, but com, uh, kombucha is a fairly resilient uh, um, organism, these, these cultures, right? I mean, it survived hundreds, hundreds, maybe even thousands of years. There's beautiful history on, on, on the origins, um, almost like a folklore legend. But the, the, when, you, when you don't have this, uh, the SCOBY itself, you're kind of like, it's kind of like driving a car without the, the, the doors or the, or the windshield. There's nothing to protect that, 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 the, the tea, right? So if you ever brewed um, regular tea, just a regular tea and let it sit out at room temperature, um, the next day you're going to get mold. 
what makes what, what allows kombucha to ferment, like most things that, that, that you ferment, is the pH. Now, this the kombucha tea itself, if you use a bottle of kombucha tea, uh, that 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 is a low pH, but during winter times, during um during certain conditions on, 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 on when you brew, and, and certainly the length of time. So uh, let's say you use a bottle of kombucha or you use a dehydrated uh, SCOBY and you just wait. You might be able, maybe after uh, you, you, know, you grow a culture and a little bit comes out um, and then you do another batch and another batch, maybe after two months you could grow that thing. For, in, in my opinion though, because I'm always coming from time is our, is our biggest resource, to save, um, you know, our cultures, listen, we're, we're probably the most expensive cultures out there. I'll just come out and say it. So if you're looking for a, a cheaper uh, product, um, you could certainly find them anywhere from a range of like probably $8, $10, and, and ours sell uh, around $40. Bucks. Um, but uh, two months of my time is worth a lot more than, than, than that. The and, other, oh, yep. Well, I was just going to add that. Um I have successfully grown scobies from a bottle of kombucha and from dried. Yep. I mean, sometimes I dry my own just for safekeeping and I'll rehydrate it. And it's been successful every time. However, it's that time period that's the biggest factor for me is that you're not putting a live scoby and um, a fin finished kombucha into your batch to start making kombucha right away. You first have to go through the process of activating it, hydrating it, and all that. So getting off to the races can be a big deal. Yes. And, you know, um, just to, uh, this is the second one. So the first one is like what everyone talks about. The second one is kind of like this hidden secret, um, which I'm going to share for you guys right now. Cool. You, you mentioned that every time it's been a success. But how do you define success? So if you define success mm -hmm. that you're able to grow this thing that resembles a SCOBY, meaning that it's this you know um, translucent uh, pancake-looking jellyfish of a of a culture, then yeah, it's been successful. But have you ever tested? Have you ever tested no. the organisms, the uh, bacteria count in them? So um, let's let's do a little story time. Once upon a time, I think it was like five years ago, six years ago, uh, they cracked down. We spoke about it briefly in the beginning uh, of the alcohol levels in uh, in kombucha. So what a lot of these commercial bottled kombucha companies did was they changed the amount of bacteria and yeast in the kombucha tea because the the not to get all dorky, otherwise I'm going to grow like a pocket protector and like glasses and stuff like that. But because I, I I love this stuff, but but the the amount of bacteria and yeast uh, greatly affects the potential of having alcohol. Not necessarily one way to stop the alcohol or at least slow it down is to refrigerate it. But when you're dealing with a commercial company, um, as amazing as some of these, because I got to tell you, kombucha companies um, for the most part. It, as an industry, are just awesome people. I'm coming from a, 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 a financial banking uh, industry, which, again, some cool people, but in general, not as cool as the kombucha community uh, industry. So, But as cool as these people are, the company's still, you know, they got lawyers and accountants and, and all these dudes that are just saying better safe than sorry. So, great. Um, your um, your, your um, uh, alcohol level is not, won't go past the, the, um, F, um, the, it's, uh, not FDA, it's the, um, alcohol, whatever, the tobacco and alcohol, uh, people's limits. So, uh, as long as it gets refrigerated, but guess what? 
Sometimes when you deliver to Whole Foods, the guys that are, are putting the stuff up in the refrigerator section, maybe the guy's out sick. Maybe he drank kombucha and now is having the bathroom break uh, <laughs> of a century. Uh, you know, whatever it is. There's uh, a if, delay. Yes. And so these guys tell these companies, better safe than sorry, let's just lower the bacteria and yeast count. And this way, we know without a shadow of a doubt, it's never going to reach this. Well, when you lower the bacteria and yeast count, you also lower the strength and the bacteria yeast count of the SCOBY, um, of the potential of the SCOBY that you're making, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, it does. Um, and then when you're dealing with the dehydrated uh, stuff, you, 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 depending on, on, on the methods and, and, and also, you know, if you're using kombucha starter liquid, or you could, in a, in a pinch, use some white distilled vinegar, making sure that the, the pH level is, is low enough from the get-go. So but both of those issues... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just wanted, you know, uh, sometimes um, you can't judge a book by by its cover, so to speak, or you can't judge a culture by its, you can't judge a bacteria count by its by by a culture. I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll work on that. On that, yeah. on that one. <laughs> you can get back to us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this other issue, and we are, we got to wrap soon. Okay. But cool. I have some things to ask you. So. Okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about continuous brew. And I'm going to open it by saying thank you for the continuous brew system that you provided our family or that we got from you. It's yeah. fantastic. We love it. My son and I use it. Well, he's taken over the kombucha making. And we used to have um, gallon jars. And depending on how much kombucha we were drinking, we'd have you know two to seven different gallons going at a time. And so obviously the large size of your continuous brew system, the canister, the ceramic Yeah, holds, we call it a brewer. Yeah, okay, the yep. brewer. It holds such a great quantity and we can make it and decant it into bottles and get a lot of second ferment bottles, you know, going at the same time. And then we brew more sweet tea and fill the, the brewer. It's just wonderful. So I can't say enough about it. And I, but I, what I want you to tell everyone who's listening here is... I think probably a lot of our audience right now are, probably a lot of them are making their own kombucha, but possibly not using a continuous brew system. So I want you to talk through some of the reasons somebody might consider using a continuous brew system. Yep, sure. So, and uh, to uh, try to condense it, I'm sorry, I can't help myself. I just, I want to share. Um, Go for there, it. There's, there's, there's two reasons, right? So again, I'll talk about the reason what everyone talks about on blogs. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, the kind of like the real reason. Um, so the first reason people, if you go to blogs, you'll see that it's more beneficial, that it's healthier for you, that there's certain um, bacteria that do not form until day 20, day 25, day 30. Let me back up. A continuous brewing system, that in terms of a, a, um, the methodology of it, is when you make kombucha, the, the basic recipe, as we said, was um, um, you know fermented sweet tea. So to make it, um, you have your 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 container and you're filling it up ninety percent, eighty percent with with freshly prepared brewed sweet tea, and then you're adding your kombucha scoby to it as well as 10% to 20% already made kombucha. So we call it kombucha starter liquid or, you know, starter tea. Um, a kombucha continuous brewing method is when you switch those two. You literally take the script and reverse it. So then mm -hmm. what, I, what I mean by that is, let's say you already made your kombucha tea. Rather than um, go ahead and, and bottling it all or drinking it all, and then starting over from scratch, you would um, only, let's say, consume 10 to 20 percent, 
and then you would replace it with 10 to 20 percent of all of, of, of freshly prepared sweet tea. So in other words, you, you're then starting with 80 percent kombucha tea, mm -hmm. yep, and 20 percent new replenished sweet tea. Mm -hmm. And in our, you know, when we developed the, the, the kombucha continuous uh, brewing uh, system, it was to allow somebody to wake up in the morning, grab their favorite coffee mug or kombucha cup, and uh, place their, um, you know, just draw from it. Have our, you know, our tagline to this day is have kombucha on tap whenever you want, right? And you would literally, you know, whatever you drink, you would just replenish with um, some fresh mm -hmm. tea. You go to work, you come home, and because it's such a small amount of, of fresh tea and it's such a large amount of already made kombucha tea, the fermentation time would take a few hours rather than five to 15 days, mm -hmm. right? But over time, um, the, the, um, the, the already made kombucha tea gets uh, a little older, matures, and it develops these healthy bacteria uh, that you do not get earlier on in the process. That is what everyone is kind of control C, control V from, from my site, um, you know, starting nine years ago when I, when I wrote about this. What, what people don't realize, and because this is the dirty little secret, most people to this day don't even do a, a real continuous brewing system, but they still prefer our brewing system the best. And the reason is it, and I'm sure you, you and your well, family I, know. Right. So I'll, I'll let, why, why, do you, why, why is that, Wardy? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure what you were going to say, but I'm just going to say that we've, we most likely fall into this second camp. Whoops, something in my eye. Um, which is we're not doing, hang on. <laughs> For those listening, uh, I think a, uh, a right. uh, Tinkerbell yeah. <laughs> flew into Wardy's. Uh, left pupil to say hi. Okay, so um, yeah, we do it. It's hard to put into words because I'm not I'm not cool. like well, you as familiar with it. But I mean, there's the aspect of we get to decant a lot at once to bottle. That, that's it. And and it's space saving. So you have this container that goes up on the counter rather than out with yep. a large quantity. So you're doing a you're doing a batch. batch batch brew using a continuous brewing yes. brewer. And that's what we found. It's kind of like the Prius of kombucha brewing, where you're hybriding it, right? So you're using this, um, this system that does allow you to do continuous brewing because of the, the, the easiest um, you know, uh, tap, the spigot, and raises that brewer up on, on the wood stand that, you know, that, that's included. Um, so you could easily just place your glass under it, but instead of placing a glass under it to consume, you're placing bottles under it to bottle, to, to mature, develop that kombucha fizz that everyone loves, and or to then place in the refrigerator so you have an ice cold kombucha right. on the go. You know, if you're packing your kid's lunch, if, if you have a, uh, you know, if you're packing your lunch, if you have friends over, you want to give them a nice a bottle of kombucha uh, as a welcoming. So that's what, that, that is the, the thing that nobody really talks about. So everyone's like continuous brewing. What is continuous brewing? Really nowadays, it's almost like a marketing um, thing, it, you know, and, and I'm, I'm happy to share that with everyone because the best way to use it is kind of doing that hybrid of using the, our brewing system um, as a batch brewer to kind of combine the best right. of both worlds. And I think the other thing that appeals to us and probably appeals to a lot of people that are listening, particularly to this podcast, is we have a lot of people with gut issues. We want to keep the sugar down. So mm. even if you're saying you could put some sweet tea and, and it ferments in a matter of hours... I think we're really concerned to have the sugar at a minimum no matter when we're drawing it off. So that's why this 
using the continuous brew system as a batch at least particularly suits us, and I have a feeling will particularly suit a lot of our audience. And for everybody listening, I want to tell you that um, I made a video for you about the continuous brew system, so you can see the actual brewer and the stand and how we use it. So all you have to do is go to the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119, and that video will be there for you. So Dave, before we wrap up, we got to talk about your tea blend. Uh, because it's special. So if you could just tell us um, how you put it together and why it's so great, and then everybody stick around because then Dave has a special special way for you to try it. Cool. So, yeah, I um, uh, so in addition to being known for our, our cultures and our continuous brewing system, we're also known for our kombucha uh, yeah. tea blend, our custom blend. And so I, I have it here so people could see. It's a beautiful, awesome, real product. And it's nine plus years of proven results. And it came about um, because I was selfish and lazy. Two great characteristics, right, of someone. Uh, Which if <laughs> we were gonna, all yeah. honest, we would admit to that ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> in, many, in many parts of our life. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's funny. The more I'm just open about, yeah, you know, I'm not a perfect dude. I, every once in a while, I'm, I'm still enjoying a, a slice of pizza um, and, a, uh, and a beer. But... Um, you do what you can, and you, and you try to incorporate things as your lifestyle so it doesn't become like, I need to do it. It's like, I want to do it because it tastes delicious and it feels good, and I'm happier. So our custom uh, kombucha tea blend came about because I was, I was selfish and lazy. I was making um, my own kombucha tea, still working uh, with my tea guru and mentor, and um, I had access to all this amazing teas. Mm-hmm. And... I would, you know, what I would, what I would do is, you know, I'd bring some of the stuff home and every time I made kombucha, I'd, I'd form, you know, I'd be like a, you know, get like, 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 the, like an alchemist, uh, you know, mixing and, and, and trying out and experimenting. And I found my blend, my, you know, this perfect balance we spoke about in the very beginning of this conversation, how uh, the quality of the tea and the types of tea really affect um, your your kombucha. And it affects it both on the benefits and the, and the, and the taste. taste profile. Exactly. And it also does affect the um, effectiveness of the tea itself. So green teas and black teas, um, when, when combined, lead to a nice balance of yeast and bacteria. A little, again, something that no one really talks about, that black tea tends to um, kind of uh, um, stimulate the yeast part of our kombucha, and the green tea tends to simulate the bacteria part of our kombucha. Mm. So both of them are kind of building up. It's kind of like a yin and yang-esque, um, so to speak. So we wanted to raise up both of those levels. Does this mean you can't make an all-green tea kombucha? Absolutely not. No. Does it mean you can't make all black? No problem. This, I wanted to create something that's the foundation, that, that is um, idiot-proof, because I, I used to call it Dave-proof, but it's idiot-proof, because I'm sometimes an idiot with this stuff, and I wanted to make it dead simple. And but the problem was is every time I made my batch, I'm like, okay, two and a half teaspoons of this. By the way, also, it's not two and a half teaspoons. It's like two and a half grams because when we're <laughs> measuring formulas, you want to go by weight, weight because not all teas have the same um, circumference. And especially when we deal with whole leaf teas, uh, it's not powdery. So everything has different uh, volume, but you deal with weight. Sorry, I'm just getting no, into technical good. dorky stuff. And, 
And so one day I was like, why don't I just mix up this, a huge batch for myself so that every time I just make, it just becomes easier, just becomes easy. And uh, that's what I did. And nine plus years later, we're, we're, you know, we, uh, we're now making thousands of pounds of this stuff, uh, you know, a, a quarter or, 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 yeah, so tens of thousands a year. It's, it's insane. It's a great feeling to know that something that started in my, my, my kitchen is now like a gift to the world. Yeah, and, and I want to say that yeah. it's really delicious. We really enjoy it. Oh, thank you. Um, um, that makes me feel really, really it's good. good. Have you tried it um, as a tea blend on its own? No. Not used for kombucha? So no, I, I, I don't want to. I want to use it all oh. for kombucha. <laughs> Fair enough. Touche. I'll drink uh, my rooibos and I'll use your tea blend in the kombucha. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, it sounds good. Uh, and, and you can, though, uh, and it, again, it wasn't, at first, it was not designed to be just used as a hot tea or, or an iced tea on its own during the summertime. It, it just turned out that it's, it's amazing like that. I, sure? I stumbled on it just because of the feedback we got. You know, I get emails from people saying, I love kombucha, but my husband hates it or my kid hates it. Or um, I don't like kombucha, but my friend loves it and she tried to get me to try it. But I tried your tea blend on its own and it's delicious, you know, as an iced tea um, or it's delicious as, as a warm cup uh, during wintertime or when I'm not feeling so well for a sore throat. So uh, whether you're already making kombucha tea, whether you're not uh, yet, um, Either way, I wanted to offer something, uh, you know, to your to, to, to your peeps out there to experience what what kombucha tea can taste like when a passionate, knowledgeable uh, guy is behind it creating these these products, high quality whole leaf organic uh, tea. And and what also uh, a really cool thing too is this. I'm not. Sure, is this in the, the in shot? There. Okay, cool. Um, uh, recently, only recently, we we we. Uh, hired a fancy schmancy uh, designer to make a, a nice label for it. Beautiful. This is a big accomplishment because I used to like, I remember I used to handwrite these things like nine years yeah. ago, right? Um, and it already has the steps of how to make kombucha right on here, both, um, you know, um, textual and visually through the illustrations, uh, which is very helpful. Um, so, yeah, so, so can I, can I, uh, can I, can I, uh, can I yeah. say what they're going to, what they're going to yeah, get? Yeah, you can. Let me tell everyone. Okay. Um, there's a, here's your link for what Dave's going to tell you about. Knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash GK. GK is for Get Kombucha. Or, of course, we have a link for you in the show notes. Knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119. Okay, take it away, Dave. Oh, awesome. Cool. So, um, I, I, like I said, I want everyone to try our kombucha tea blend. So, if you are already making kombucha tea, um, you owe it to yourself. If you're, again, time is the biggest Resource. So if you're already putting the time in to upgrade to a better tea blend is, is like a no-brainer. And if you haven't made kombucha tea yet, don't worry because you'll have opportunities to, to do a little add-ons and stuff like that. So you can pick up your culture, your brewer, if you want it. Uh, however, I know everyone could use uh, our custom tea blend. And to people listening to this right now, uh, you could get it. We made a special page just for you. Uh, for 15 bucks, and that includes shipping and handling. That's 70% off what we sell it. And this isn't like a fake, like 70% off, and then I make up a number, <laughs> like what I would normally sell. On Amazon right now, we sell it, I believe, for 25 bucks. So you could have it for, for 15, including the shipping and handling. And just so you guys know, um, there's this makes it's it's a it's a full quarter pound bag, and it makes 68 ounce bottles of kombucha tea. That comes out to be a quarter a bottle of kombucha. So I know sometimes people like the, you know, some of these bottles are 16 ounces. 
fair enough. It comes out to be 50 cents for a 16-ounce bottle of kombucha. A heck of a lot cheaper than going to the store. And I, and again, maybe I'll get some slack. I challenge you, let me know. Heck of a lot tastier, too. Not only because of the ingredients, but because you made it. So that's my, my gift uh, to, to your peeps. And uh, yeah, and it makes you feel really good, especially also my gift for hearing uh, people listening to the end of this podcast and me rambling. Yeah, so right, thanks, right. guys. <laughs> thanks for hanging with us. So I want to add a couple things, Dave. Um, okay, first of all, everyone, that's knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash GK or knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119. And Dave, you said free shipping. However, that's just the 48 contiguous states. But if anyone is listening outside of the 48 states, Dave said just contact him and he'll work something out with you. Yes, yes. And, and, and you reached a good point, guys. Um, my, contact me and nine out of ten times, if you contact me, you're going to get me. I, 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 I decided a very, very long time ago that when I first started this, I would drive to people's houses and drop off a brewing system and we'd spend the afternoon hanging out, setting up their first batch. If you see our DVD series that's included in all our brewing kits, it's me going to someone's uh, house in their kitchen and make, walking them through it. Um, I have other entrepreneurial friends that make way more money than me and they think I'm an idiot. They think I should outsource this to another country, to people that, that don't even make kombucha, let alone know how to pronounce the word kombucha. This is still... The, the part of it that I, I love the most. So I really, guys, if you're not in the U.S., email me personally. My personal email address is Dave, that's D-A-V-E, at getkombucha.com, Dave at getkombucha.com. And I'll get, uh, you know, chances are I'll get back to you, especially if you say, hey, uh, you know, I heard you on, um, is it a Know Your Food podcast, um, you know, uh, shout out to Wardy, and I'll definitely get back to you um, right away personally. And we'll work something out, I, you know, if, I don't want something like shipping to stand in, 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 in your way of having a, a better for you, better tasting kombucha tea. Awesome. And I think we ought to also have to say, Dave, because this is very generous of you, that this is a special offer for the first 500 people who take it. So jump yes. on that if you're interested. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that reminder. Otherwise, uh, I'd have some... <laughs> You'd be uh, committing to a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and my, the, my, my amazing team would be really upset with me because, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yes, um, okay. yeah, limited to, to the first 500. All right, so I'm just going to wrap up with a few other housekeeping notes. You guys all have the link to the tea offer. That's knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash gk. The link to the show notes, knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash 119. And what you'll find there are links. You'll find the embedded video version of this podcast. You'll find a video of me showing you how to use the continuous brew system, kind of reviewing it for you. And I also want to give a special note to members of Traditional Cooking School that there's something special for you inside the members area from Dave. So you want to be sure to check that out. Um, can you think of anything else, Dave? we cover it all? Just for the first time in my life, no. <laughs> I think we got everything. All right, well, just give us your parting words. Thank you. <laughs> and, and I'll say the same thing. Thanks, Dave. And thanks to everyone who's out there listening. Thanks for hanging with us and talking about kombucha. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope to see you again very soon. Let me tell you what you can do next. You can visit the show notes for this episode. Just go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash, and then, without a space, type the number of this episode. You'll get links and much more information about what we've been talking about. 
You can submit questions for future episodes. I love to answer your questions on the air, so go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash questions to submit them. You can stop by traditionalcookingschool.com to get five free traditional cooking videos from me. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the podcast app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Know Your Food with Warty while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to knowyourfoodpodcast.com slash iTunes right in your browser. And while you're there, please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that other people will find this podcast. Thank you so much.